Um, it's really interesting because uh, Lynn got to America and had some problems she needed help with. So she calls somebody in China. I don't know if any of you remember Jinping and Shirley. She calls Jinping and Jinping says, call this number, this guy will help you, which was my number. So little did I know, even at that time, that Lynn was already a member of the family of God. And she has a, she has a heart like us. She comes on Sunday to meet with God. And so we are all family here together today. Um, I, I was thinking when we were singing that song, Holy, because I was impressed about how holy God is. You know, I was thinking... We've seen this other song that says, I run to him in sweet surrender. And then I was thinking about that. Wow, yeah, you do. But the closer you get, the slower you run until you walk, until you stop. And it's like all the things that we were saying about who he is are true. But it's like you get close and you realize you're, you're not just a big, perfect human. You're really different. Mm -hmm. You're wonderfully different. And you're amazingly differently, but you, you're you also kind of scarily different. I mean, you are really other. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we, when we see that and then see how he relates to us, you know, and, and the fact that he gives uh, so much grace mm -hmm. to relate to somebody so different so always tending to rebel against him because we can't really see who he really is. Um, I'm going to ask one question. If everybody raises their hand, we're just going to go ahead and have lunch. <laughs> because it's 12 o'clock already. So, but, um, are you free? If you're free, if you're completely free, just raise your hand so we can eat. Free in what sense? Well, whatever your definition of freedom is, we're going to get into that. Does everybody feel like they could be more free, freer than you are. Well, I don't know that I have all the answers, but we're going to look at this today. Um, is a BSF doing Romans? See, I can't wait when Greg starts teaching out of chapters 6, 7, and 8. You haven't gotten there yet, have you? Oh, this is the second Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, the more I think about freedom and... We're in the wrath of God right now in chapter 1, so if you want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, I want to be freer than I am. You know, in so many different ways. You know, I'm thinking... I thought I was a pretty simple person. The more I walk with God, it's like, son, you are way too complicated. <laughs> to make more freedom needs to be more correct. Yes. We need to be like Randy then, right? Um, we're going to eventually get to Galatians chapter 5, but we're going to skip through about three other books. I just want to read some passages to get us to that particular point. Um, and I'm going to start where... Uh, in Luke, uh, John baptized Jesus in the Jordan. Right after that, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. He had this 
the trials of the wilderness. And he comes back from the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. Um, he goes to church that next day or week. And this is what he says. They give him the scroll. And this is what it says in Luke 4.14. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogue and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He closed the scroll and said, this has been fulfilled in your hearing today. And it is still being fulfilled in those that hear him today. But there are some things in here, you know, he proclaimed release mm-hmm. to those that are captive. Is it anything in your life or my life that still kind of got a hold on you, you know, to set free those who are oppressed? Anybody feeling oppressed about something? Um and to give sight to the blind, I just you know, I remember what Greg shared about last week about blind Bartimaeus. You know, in one way he was blind, but in another way he saw very clearly who Jesus was. So Jesus' primary mission in coming was to seek and to save the lost, and he did all that was necessary to save. And he still seeks today through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, if we just continue on in um, John chapter eight twelve, Jesus said this, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. In verse 24, he goes on and says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. And then later on in the same chapter, he also said to the Jews who had believed him, in verse 31, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? Make you free. Make you free, yes. But they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, and have never yet been enslaved to anyone, how is it that you say you will become free? So here are people that believed in Jesus that didn't even know that they weren't free. So he continues. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, what? You will be free indeed. We just sang it. Thank you, Bill. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. So, Jesus is called the light. He's called truth. 
the light, this is interesting because what does light do? It dispels darkness, but once darkness is dispelled, what does it do? It reveals. It reveals what's real. Mm-hmm. He reveals things like it really is. You can say something's one way, but if you put light on it, then it might not be what you thought it was. And that goes for our own lives, isn't it? So do we need to run from the light or do we need to do we need to want to be in the light? We want to be in the light. We know that God is other, but we also know that He's love. And so, if you're accepted, if you're loved, uh, the light is a place where you find out what the truth is. You find out what the truth is. Um, I'm just going to continue on here with these verses till we can get to Galatians. Acts 13.38 Paul speaking says this, Therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through Jesus forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things, from which you could not be free through the law of Moses. And then in Romans 8, 3 it says, For what the law could not do, Weak as it was through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So what the law could not do, what couldn't the law do? couldn't make us right with God. It shut us up. There's another phrase that we find in the Bible. It shut us up into sin. Um, The law couldn't make us right. Couldn't change our heart. Right. It could not change us at all. And so, God sent Jesus on a mission to seek and to save the lost. Um, So Paul finally in the letter to Galatians says this in 5.1 It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not subject, be subject again to a yoke of slavery. In this particular letter it's talking about circumcision but Really, underneath it all is a yoke of slavery is anything, anything that we subject ourselves to, try to do ourselves, anything we try to do to gain right standing with God. Um, Even if it makes us feel better about ourselves and our right standing with God. It all has to do with this whole concept of really embracing the free gift that God has given. Um, because God looks at the heart. So, you know, we do things in our mind. We says we, we're doing this, you know, because we, we really want to serve God. And we do. We are, and none of our motives are completely 
pure. And so we do these things, and then we think, well, now, I feel really good about my standing in God because I've done these things. I mean, that is not freedom. <laughs> and so, you know, and it's so easy to slip into this. This is why freedom is kind of elusive because we have to continue to go back to the cross and to train our minds to remember that it's been bought and paid for. Um, you know, one of the things uh, that I remember earlier was uh, somebody asked, I was you, Lisa, you says, well, what kind of freedom are you talking about? Well, a lot of people, you know, if you say, well, what is freedom? Freedom is... Um, it means that I can do whatever I want to do. Well, you know, there's no such freedom as that kind of freedom. There's no freedom that is totally without restraint or without consequences. You know, and the interesting thing as I thought about this is, um, you know, you can't even, um, if, even if you're your own God, you're still captive to your conscience. You know, um, this word that we use, uh, it's kind of the Christian word transgression, which, you know, you, if you use it out in the world, they don't even really know what you're talking about. But it's a great word. The, the word itself is broken into three things. Trans means across, which we transatlantic, etc. The I-O-N on the end means the, the act of or the condition of. And ingress means to step. So transgression is the is the condition or act of stepping across. And that's what we do when we transgress the law. That's what we do when we transgress our conscience. You step across your, your conscience says, You shouldn't have thought that. You shouldn't have done that. You've stepped across your your conscience. Well we do this um with everything, we do this with um, our government. Our government has rules, you know, and if you don't obey those rules, you, if you cross over those rules or guidelines, it's a crime or a transgression. We do it, supposedly the United, States, United Nations is a, you know, a governing body that when a nation steps across, uh, supposedly... There's consequences, supposedly. But there's another government that's higher than all these governments. We know what that government is. You know, it's above our conscience. It's above the United States. It's above the United Nations. It's the government of God. And, you know, Jesus, along with his mission to seek and to save the lost, he, he came and he showed us what that government's like. He showed us what's, what's valuable to God what God places value in, what, what virtues he looked for in people. He showed us how, how God relates and responds to people in different situations. But, um, you know, it's called the kingdom of God. But it's, it's his government and how it operates. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty strict government. Um, you know, if you transgress, then the, the, the payment for that is... It's all the same, which that's not fair, is it? You do something little, you do something big, the payment is still the same. And what is that? Death. That's kind of harsh, isn't it? I mean, so you have this 
this other being that's created us that is just, but he's also loving. And so he's got this tension because of who he is. He cannot forsake who he is. And he's just. And he's righteous. And so he's, you know, he had to come up with a way to save us from himself. And so that's what Jesus was called to do. You know, he became sin. That is beyond me understanding. Perfect. He became sin. Um, That was totally alien to him. You know, for us, it's we're kind of familiar with it. But for him, it was like, God, there's got to be some other way. I just can't I can't be that. But he did. He became sin. He took our place. And the wrath of God, which Greg's studying now, uh, we, have, we have no idea what the wrath of God is like. I mean, if it can move mountains, if it can melt mountains, that's just earthly things. I, I can't imagine what the wrath of God would be like on sin itself. But... Um, There's this freedom that's been bought, a freedom from being under the law. So we're ruled by another law now. It's called the law of liberty, I think, in the book of James, um, or, or, or the law of love. And so we're somehow supposed to operate under this law of love. And yet we find ourselves not free in many ways because... I think maybe for me, I don't know about you, but um, in working out my salvation in fear and trembling, I think subconsciously you're trying to also work out your righteousness. Um, But I have right standing out of faith. This is one of the points that Galatians makes later on in the book, in this book here. Um, It says circumcision and uncircumcision don't mean anything but faith working through love. So we have, he's been set us, he set us free to be free. And the way that we stay in that place is faith because you look at yourself and you think, there's no way I'm free. You know, we're always trying to pay God back for what he's done for us, which when it's a gift, imagine giving somebody a gift and then them wanting to pay you back for it. How I think it must sadden his heart that, look, I've given it to you. Accept it and walk in it. Um, so freedom is not necessarily permission to do what we want to do it's really power to do what we ought to do and I don't know about you all but it seems like a lot of times that power doesn't it's not there all the time you know it's it's uh, but God's given us the power you know the power to overcome sin um, I uh, think that a lot of times we 
don't necessarily lay hold of the power that he's given us. It's and really it's a it's a matter of choice. I, I think it's in the book of Titus. It talks about for the it, for the grace of God instructs us in living sensible lives and in, in godly lives. Uh, so it's his grace, and grace is something that uh, it's always there for us to appropriate. It's a, a choice I think that we we all need to to make. Um, And a part of, I think, a part of this freedom is realizing who you are. I mean, do, we need to know who we are without Christ, and you only know that when you know when you look at God first. Otherwise, we all think we're pretty good people, but then when you stand in the presence of God, uh, we're not so tall anymore. And so, knowing who God is is the right perspective of who you are and who I am without a Christ. But then we are in Christ and we need to appropriate that by faith and that's where the freedom is. Um, because the freest place you can be is to be who you are. Not who you want to be. Not the image you've created for yourself but who God's created you to be. Um, And so until we can grasp the fact that he's given us the power to overcome sin till he has given us an identity in who we are in him um, and then believe that, that's the thing I think for a lot of us is believing who he says we are, a son and a daughter to the most high God. Um, and and walking in that, I mean that that takes faith because you look at yourself and you say, I'm not, I'm really not that person. You know, we a lot of times people will say things to you, and, and I don't know about you, but sometimes you think in your mind, oh, if you really knew who I was, well, that's the old person. We need to, we, we there needs to be this confidence in us. In Christ, it's in Christ that we are creative, that we help other people to learn, that we have that power. Um, and so, I just want to, I think today, today is just, I want to just kind of raise an awareness of this whole concept of, of, of remembering where we've come from, but also who we are in Christ. Because freedom is, it's kind of twofold. You're, we're, you're only half free if you're free from something. Mm-hmm. You also have to be freedom for something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, what are we free from? We're free from the power of sin and death. But we're free for the, the, the power to love and serve other people. Mm-hmm. And, and the two go hand in hand. And you, have to, you have to walk victoriously in the first... And realize that your love and service for other people are come out of an abundance of your life. I, you don't love and serve so you can get something back. I need that for value. I need that for identity. I need that for whatever. It's just there's an abundance there and a love there that's from God that that just overflows to other people. 
And the only way you stay there is through communion and relationship. Um, it's interesting to me because uh, freedom first has to be won. Well, that's been done. Mm-hmm. Jesus did that. It has to have uh, it has to have some kind of order to it. And the order is the fact that he's given us a new heart and he's written his laws on our on our heart. And though that's kind of the guide that he uses for us. But freedom also has to be sustained. And that really is where we have to develop these habits of our heart, um, communion with him, um, confession. Uh you know, when the light shines and the, line sh- the light shines on something that's true but doesn't line up with how his, he's ordered his freedom for us to walk in, then we need to confess. And confession's not easy. Because confession basically is you're, you're, you're publicly stating a case against yourself. I did this. I thought that. You know, and in the short run... Uh, it can be painful. And offensive. Yes. To yes. I'm not really like that. I, yeah. But if you can, if you confess something, if you agree with the truth, with the light that shines on something, and confess, it may be painful in the short run, but it's also very healing to you and me when we do that. Uh, otherwise, what happens is we. We compartmentalize things in our life. You know, this part over here, I'm taking care of, God. Don't shine your light in this part. Over here, you've got free reign. You can tell me anything you want to. But Well, you, last, last week, Bill, in, at the very end, he says, he, he had this part of his prayer was, Lord, meet us in the secret places of our heart. I remember the phrase now. He said, meet us in the secret places of our heart. That's what... We kind of don't want him to go a lot of times. That's where he wants to go. He wants to shine the light in there because he wants us to be free. You know, and if it means confession, that's what it means. Um, and so I think this morning it's just a matter of raising our awareness of remembering um, where freedom comes from. He's bought and paid for that. The fact that he orders it in that. He writes his laws on our hearts and then he gives us the power and the, and the, and the new motivation to agree with that. And then he gives us the spiritual disciplines to walk in it. You know, prayer, communion, read, staying in his word, and confession. And so I, I think this morning, you know, I, I just want to give people an opportunity to pray with one another. If there's an area like that that you know, you know what? I'm really not free in this particular area. Well, you can be. But it's hard and it's offensive. You know, I mean, we're family. So uh, we might not pray for two hours, but uh, I, I think we should give God the opportunity to just minister in our midst. Um, he wants us to walk in a, in a, a place of freedom that, that we can walk also in a place of abundance to give to other people. Not a, not a place that says, I've got to have something back. 
God, God needs nothing because it's all overflow. It's all outward, you know, and he, he knows that we're not like that. That's why he places us in family. We need one another. But it's in that, it's in that encouragement of the saints in communion with him that we walk in, a, in that newfound strength to have that kind of abundant life. And so I just felt like this morning would be a good opportunity to let God's light shine in our life. Um, and if there's something that He's dealing with you about and you thought, man, I'm ready, I'm ready to get rid of this. I'm ready to walk in a new place of freedom. Today's the day. If you hear His voice today, don't harden your heart. That's what, that's what the Word says. And so I'm going to leave that with you. And um, Bill, if you would come, uh, maybe maybe as we worship, if you want to be ministered to, find someone that uh, would pray with you, find someone that would hear your confession. We all love each other unconditionally. So I don't know about you, but you're not going to tell me anything that's going to surprise me. <laughs> I know we, are, we all have those things in our life that we want to be free from.